When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us with your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcast, Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's text directly to your phone from Alex, Greg, Brady, and myself. Columns from Mateo Mayorga. More from the Five Reasons Sports team. Bypass Twitter, X, Instagram, and everything else goes directly to your phone. We've got special inside information, contests, and more. It's at Winnow. That's the two ends. Winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. Use that code 5RSN. 5RSN. That's with the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. You can find the line that you want, and it's legal. They're based in Minneapolis. They're not based offshore. Go to betteredge.com. Find out why some are using it. It's a stock exchange for sports betting. They've also got contests, which we run on there. Beat the pacer. Actually, I think I'm the pacer next week, but this week, I believe it's uh, it's Andy Romero. But we will see who's on there. Check it out. $10 to play. And again, you're getting 20 So you're basically playing for free. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Alex Toledo. we got our guy Eternal. You can follow him at Eternal Bast. Uh, by the way, thanks, as always, uh, to Mercy, Music by Mercy, for our opening theme song. We may need to rewrite one here relatively soon we will see um what we're going to do today we're just going to try to move the chains a little bit as we say here on the podcast with the latest information by the time that this posts who knows things may have changed again so this is the risk of doing these kind of podcasts while things are fluid but we do want to at least give you our latest information and the latest information that's out there and evaluate it as best we can late last night Heat fans got all freaked out because there were a whole bunch of reports that were out there, some from us, some from others, uh, but also Dame Lillard was going on a liking spree on Twitter, liking all the farewell posts uh, that were out there uh, from Portland fans. So again, seems to be moving in that direction. All the chatter this morning, we're recording this at 145 Eastern, seems to be moving in a certain direction. Here's some of the things that are out there right now. I'll give you what my reporting is first that I can speak to directly. A lot of the rest of this is secondhand. 
One name that has gotten out in the space over the past couple of days is Buddy Heald. He's in the last year of his contract uh, with the Indiana Pacers, and they are working on a trade for him. There are several teams that are interested in him, but the fact that he is out there right now, and of course there is a possibility still of Tyler Hero being moved somewhere. I've said here on the podcast, I know Greg has said on Off the Floor, that we think there's a better chance of Tyler staying than we thought previously. But again, there's still a chance of him being moved. But the fact that one shooter could go out, that he could pursue another shooter who's in the last year of his contract, and also Duncan Robinson uh, is you know, someone who obviously who may get moved in this deal as well. So the, he'd already don't have Max Struess, perhaps could be looking for more shooting. The one thing I can confirm today firsthand is that the Heat like Buddy Heald a lot. Uh, that I do know. Uh, and that's, that's firsthand information from folks I've spoke to over time, but also over the past 24 hours. So I'm just going to throw that out there. It doesn't mean Buddy's going to end up in Miami, but it is somebody that at least we need to talk about. Now, let me get to some of the secondhand information. And again, this is not my reporting, so please don't aggregate it. But this is some of the stuff we're chasing and we're hearing it from multiple places. Uh, One thing is that, again, there are multiple teams that could be involved uh, in a trade to facilitate for Miami and Portland. The one team that has been out there as a threat to Miami over the past 24 hours, it seems, is the Toronto Raptors. Secondhand reporting, but it's from like six or seven different places. I don't want to call them sources because they're not direct sources, is that Toronto was in on it but is pulled back at this hour. That could change, but the Raptors do have a history under Masai Ujiri of kind of poking their head into these deals and poking it back out. So Toronto, we've received them as a possible threat, OG Ananobi being maybe somebody that goes out to Portland. But as of right now, from what, again, we're hearing from secondhand sources or secondhand and, uh, you know, voices at this point, uh, it's very, it, it, it looks like Toronto may have backed out of this at this time. The other thing that we're, we're talking about here is when you look at Miami, uh, Portland, and the other teams that possibly could get involved. Uh, one team, again, we should mention is Indiana because the Buddy Heel possibility, them looking to replace a shooter, that he'd have a couple of shooters, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who could get sent up there. We've heard about Utah a little bit. I don't really know that Danny Ainge is going to facilitate a trade for the Miami Heat, but Utah is a team that we've said uh, should be watched. And then, of course, Phoenix. Uh, and the Phoenix connection here is Gambo, who I think we talked about him on the pod last night, a radio reporter out there who's been right about a lot of Suns stuff. He's clearly plugged in there. Um, he's been reporting that they could be involved in the trade with DeAndre Ayton going to Portland, the player that Portland has shown some interest in before, and maybe Yusuf Nurkic going back there uh, in that trade. And, of course, we've talked about Nurkic as a possibility of Portland wanting to send him out, and then Miami was, a, was, was an option for him. So there are several frameworks of deals that have kind of, you know, you can throw this stuff on the trade machine. Some is based on information. Some is just based on math. Uh, But one of the things that's been discussed here is the possibility of Miami maybe getting Dame and Buddy Heald in a trade or Dame and Nasir Little is another name that has been out there, maybe from Portland. And that possibly Caleb Martin is someone we've talked about him to OKC, but he could potentially end up in Phoenix as part of this trade. Uh, along with uh, with uh, Nurk and another name that's been mentioned, possibly had Indiana getting moved is TJ uh, TJ McConnell, who's, uh, who's a Jimmy Butler favorite, by the way, but does not appear that he would be 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 headed here in any such trade like that. And then Portland essentially would get a bigger piece than maybe they would they wanted they they thought they could get from Miami, which is DeAndre Ayton. And uh, how depending on how you feel about DeAndre Ayton. Uh, feel about his motor, which has been a big issue. He is a former number one overall pick in the draft, an unfortunate one because Luca was in that draft. 
but he was the number one overall pick in the draft. And the possibility of maybe Portland getting Aiton, and then from the Heat, picks Kyle Lowry and maybe one of their young players, either Nikola Jovic or Jaime Jaquez. Uh, in a trade like that, maybe Caleb Martin goes out to Phoenix or possibility Tyler Hero goes out to Indiana. So again, a lot of pieces are in play here. Other teams could get involved. These things get, as I said on last the last podcast, a little crazier when more teams get involved because then you have more reporters and bloggers poking around and then that sort of stuff circulates out there. So what we're not, we're not going to say what's going to happen here. And I know everybody wants us to do that, but the heat don't know what's going to happen. What I want to get to, and I'll start with eternal here first is does the framework that gets you say a buddy healed back in a trade, make you feel better about maybe losing Caleb Tyler and Duncan, potentially. I would say this. I mean, you're getting Dame first and foremost. And like we talked about uh, on the pod, all three of us did together. I mean, that's the main, you know, point of the goal is to get Dame. And I will also give this to our listeners. Buddy Hield has hit 1,103 shots from downtown since 2019 and 2020 season. So, and that's without any playing time in the playoffs he hasn't yet to make a playoff run so uh, i think you know buddy Hield is one of the best three-point shooters in the league and if you're able to get dame a top 75 player all time and buddy Hield, uh i don't really think you're losing much i think you're more so gaining than losing so for me it makes a lot of sense alex how do you feel about buddy Hield? because i know your view on him is not quite the same as maybe some others well look i think the idea of buddy Hield coming along with Dame is something that um, is really enticing, right? Because I mean, I mean, I'm just as high as on, on Buddy Hill as, as the next person as, as a turner or as anybody listening, like I, I, he is one of the best shooters. And like, for example, you had Sam Vecini, the athletic um, making the case for him today on Twitter uh, as the second best shooter in the league behind Steph. I don't know if I'll go that far just because I think I'd probably put Dame higher. Right. Um, funny enough, but I do think, he is right in that upper echelon, especially when you talk about um, like role player shooters who who are elite movement shooters and have done it at a high, high level for a long time. He is right there. He's probably the best out of like the non superstar shooters in the league. And what I did say before the show that I do kind of stand on still, you know, some of it was just kind of being facetious, but I do believe it is I don't think he's that much better than Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to sound crazy because I think Buddy has been around longer, but um, I do think like when Duncan's been in the rotation, he's been right in that type of tier. Maybe you could say Buddy is a little better, um, but we've seen what Duncan not only as a shooter, but with the two man game stuff can do for the team. So, but that doesn't mean you can't have them both on the team. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I said before the show that, you know, it sounds like in, in, you know, in different iterations of a potential Dame deal, if you have, if you keep Tyler, or if you trade Tyler and you retain Buddy Heald and you're also retaining Duncan in either one of those iterations, all of a sudden you're coming out on the other side of this as not only a team with a superstar, Damian Lillard, all that, we know who he is, but you're also like immediately turning into one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. Mm-hmm. If you're adding Dame, if you're keeping Duncan, who's going to be back in the rotation full-time this season, most likely, and um, you have either Tyler or Buddy Heald on the team, like that is insane. And obviously the, you know, the Jimmy and Bam era has not had, you know, shooting to that level. And it's an obvious thing to say, but it's just, you know, we're looking at what could be 
a completely different offensive identity than what the Heat have had in a long time. And the other thing that they haven't had in a long time was a surplus of bigs, which they would have also, uh, regardless of who goes out in this trade, because they do believe in Tom in uh, they do believe in Thomas Bryant uh, as as a stopgap option or maybe more. And then they also believe in Orlando Robinson, and they are bringing Kevin Love back. So they're they're a little deeper in the front court, regardless, because we know none of those guys is going out in this trade, and most likely. Uh, Haywood Highsmith is still going to be in the mix here, you know, as somebody else that they could use at the four, um, you know, and again, I, and I, my, my phone's blowing up cause there's still more stuff coming in here. Okay. C is still in on Caleb, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. I, I do think there's more noise on Caleb, uh, than there was a week ago. And we, we've talked about Caleb potentially going out because everybody looks at this as a bargain contract, but it only is for one more year. And then there's a decision that has to be made about how much you're going to pay him when you're a team that is going to be over the over the cap. We know that for sure. Over the first tax line, we know that for sure. And then the question is, are you over the second line? Are you over that second apron? And that is incredibly limiting. And in that circumstance, when you have to pay at the very least Dame, Jimmy, and Bam, are you going to pay you know a very 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 good role player in Caleb Martin, who's a guy that you got for nothing? didn't have high expectations of, and then blossomed into a player who was a major contributor in the Eastern conference finals. But it does seem like there are more teams than on Caleb. I think that a lot of teams would like to take a one-year flyer on Caleb and have his bird rights and then just kind of decide what to do with him from there. I, I'll, co- I'll go to you on this eternal. I mean, if they, are you comfortable with them losing Caleb Martin at this point? Because I, I, I feel like the hero thing, like, you know, again, it's still more likely he goes than not, but I've said that I think the odds of him staying have increased but the odds of Caleb staying seem to have decreased over the past week. I mean, well, for any of any of the people that's been following us along uh, this ride since the summer, um, you know, I kind of took a wild guess that, you know, I think Caleb is one of the ones that get sacrificed in this move. And, you know, that's not to say that he isn't valuable to the Miami Heat, but when you consider all the things that you just mentioned, um, this is the last year of his contract. He's due for a deal. Um, and he is also 28 going on 29 this season. Mm-hmm. So um, you have a lot of different factors that factor into this. So I can see Miami cashing in on moving him now instead of having to pay him at the end of the season. Doesn't mean they don't get anything back. Doesn't mean they don't have a game plan for the guys that they already have on the roster. And the young hunger guys, is, as you uh, described, someone in the heat office saying. Uh, but I just think Caleb is, you know, was always destined to be one of the ones moved. Yeah, and, and I think, Alex, you know, we've talked about guys they have in-house to replace. I, I keep getting asked, well, if they lose Caleb, do they get another wing? Or does a wing come back in this deal? I guess Nasir Little can come back in this deal. What do we know, by the way, about Nasir Little? Because I, he was he was hyped in college, yeah. dropped in the draft, yeah. hasn't really made a huge impact, but when I, I've had to follow a lot of Portland fans over the last couple months, and they actually feel like he should have gotten – more playing time there. So I, I, is he, in your view, a salvageable player for the heat? If he's somebody that comes back in this tip in this trade. Yeah. I mean, not looking at him as somebody who's like going to plug into the rotation immediately, because as we've talked about, there is a front court jam right now. And, you know, as we're talking about on this show, we don't know how many of those guys might be in the deal. So maybe he does fit in somewhere, but I'm not against it just because, you know, um, it's an extra wing who the heat might be able to do something with. Like you said, he was kind of, um, Highly touted early on. I think, um, if I remember correctly, he had a disappointing year at UNC, and that's why he fell in the draft. And like you said, he's just kind of been 
you know, up and down so far in his career. He is only 23 years old and doesn't turn 24 until February. So it feels like, you know, he's been around a little bit. It just never popped out. But again, like, I think that's a, the, the type of flyer that, um, you know, Heat fans will be down to take on. And I think that he will be down to take on, like, especially if you're, if you're losing Caleb in a deal. He's not going to be the one to replace Caleb, anything like that. They already have guys in line for that. Um, you know, specifically Haywood Highsmith, I think would be and the may, obvious And maybe one. Jamal Kane, actually. I, I mean, that's another yeah, name we haven't talked about a lot, but when the Heat make a multi-year investment in a young player like Kane, they did not give him the roster spot, but they clearly made it clear to him that there was a chance he could compete for it, right? Like, it, it, maybe we're underestimating what how they view him or how he may emerge. I just think it's funny what happens with players because if you went back three years ago and said Nasir Little or Caleb Martin, like Nasir Little was, he was considered a top 10 prospect actually at one point. You're right. He had a disappointing last year in college, slipped in the draft, and it just seems like he hasn't really found a role. Would you rather, I'll throw this to you, and I, I and then after the break, I'll go back to Eternal. Would you rather have him in the mix or Justice Winslow? Because <laughs> I, I, I know, I, I kind of think I know where you're going to go with this, although Justice is ankle may oh. who knows for that, but. Would you rather Why are you doing this to me, man? You're going to make asking. me think I'm just, just, I'm just logic. Saying, I mean, Justice is – I mean, we know where he played last season. So, I mean, it would – Look, um, wh- wh- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. If we're talking about, like, um, just putting names on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. as somebody who has – you know, either one of these guys, I think, are not going to be plugged into rotation right away. From that aspect of, like, okay, just growing somebody in your system, maybe you get something out of him. I would say this year. But what I would say is Justice has shown to be a good a good player in years past and, you know, had the injury stuff, whereas, like, Nasir just hasn't proven to be good, period. And, and I'm not 100% sure about his injury situation. I, I, might, I might be, you know what I mean? I, I, he might have had something, too, that I just can't remember. But I, I, we've seen Justice be a rotation player on playoff teams. So if you're telling me Justice is healthy from day one, he's going to be in training it camp. Is rookie. I'm taking yeah. justice. Yeah, I mean, if, if he's healthy, I'm taking justice. But if you're just saying, you know, his ankle is not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not 100% sure about it and, and it's still kind of shaky, then I'm, then I'm going to take the, the, the guy who's younger, you know? I, the, the, the stat that Eternal came up with, uh, I didn't realize Buddy Hill's never played in the playoffs. I, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're in Sacramento for a long portion of your career. But um, I wonder how he would react to that kind of situation. I, I just know – that he puts the fear of God in you when he's playing the heat. I, I just, he is one of those guys. He gets warm. Um, he gets really warm. Uh, he's an elite shooter. There's no question about it. Now, defensively, he's never been that guy. Um, and, and he's one of those players, I think in the modern NBA where it's, it's like, he's worth paying, but not that much. And those kind of players, it's hard to price them these days, because when you're talking about Halliburton and Desmond Bain getting $50 million a year, or, or, I mean, well, you don't know that they can carry franchises. And in Bain's case, he's not even being asked to. Uh, then it's kind of like, what do you pay a Buddy Heald? Like, what is the premium for shooting? We saw that the Heat pay $18 million a year for Duncan Robinson. And actually, that may end up looking cheap down the road, uh, you know, for, for where, where things go, as long as Duncan can be a rotation player somewhere. So uh, it's, just, it's just a weird kind of in-between place with some of these guys. All right, when we come back, we'll get into uh, another thing that I wanted to get into here. Uh, which is, again, looking past some of these trade possibilities, we still think this is going to happen. I'm just telling you at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, we still think this is going to happen. I do not see the another team kind of coming over the top of the heat here, and I, I can't see Portland 
being silly enough to just spite the heat to take a worse offer or take Dame to camp or any of that kind of stuff. I think something is going to happen here, but three and four and five team trades are complicated. The one thing I will say is there's no organization in the league that has more experience with those kind of trades. And you look back all the way to 1996, uh, you know, Andy was not running the show at that point on that side. I think he was still in PR. Uh, but in 1996, you know, where they make the trade, get Tim Hardaway five for five. You look at what they did in the 05 offseason where they bring in Jason Williams and Antoine Walker. I think there were four teams involved in that trade. The Jimmy Butler trade had a bunch of teams involved and Dallas dropped out. They had to save it. That one was complicated. Uh, they know how to make these kind of deals. And so, you know, they have they have variations beyond variations beyond variations but you never know when a team's going to mishear a player like Dallas did with Dragic and Olenek a few years ago or a team is just going to get cold feet and then you got to go find someone else to jump into the trade and that's why again we're saying it's fluid we caution everybody but it does seem like they're in the driver's seat and at least it does seem like Portland and Miami would be the primaries and then it's kind of like okay does Indiana Utah Phoenix uh maybe even in Orlando or Charlotte does one of these teams two of these teams three of these teams get involved to finalize something. And, and a lot of times these teams do very well at the last minute, because if they're the deal breaker, if like a small piece is the deal breaker, they sometimes are able to get another small piece out of it. A second round pick from somebody, a pick swap from somebody uh, just to make sure that like egg isn't on the faces of the primary team. So we'll see how that plays out. But I have, I have more of a philosophical question when we come back. I do want to mention a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We were at this place the last two Sundays, actually, you should check it out. Even if we're not there, it's Biscayne Bay Brewery. You can see, oh, look at that. What a, I don't know how many we had at that point. Uh, that's some of our guys from the Five Reasons Sports Network, if you're watching here on YouTube. Biscayne Bay Brewery, it's in downtown Miami, the first and only brewery in downtown Miami. Independent and locally owned, the official craft beer of the Miami Marlins and the independent brewing partner of the Miami Heat. They're open every Wednesday through Sunday, even if we're not there on Sunday, because I'm going to actually be at the home Dolphin game. They'll be there. So check it out. $6 beers. During the day, they got all kinds of promotion for football and everything. They got foosball, video games, pool tables, a food menu, and great, great beer. Check them out at Biscayne Bay Brewery. Again, it's in downtown Miami, just a few blocks from Casaya Center. Also want to mention prize picks before the football weekend. Use that code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit in. Uh, and we're using that code 5FIVE, and, you get, and you'll get it matched up to $100. You don't have to do that. You can put down 20 and get 20 But if you're going to end up playing more than that, put down the 100 because they will literally give you 100 to play, and there are no rollovers, no catches, no nothing. You can get all the sports there. You can play flex play, power play, two, three, four, five, six players together. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code 5FIVE. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set 
for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harry's.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm going to throw this one at you before we close here and, and, uh, and have you guys jump in quickly. Um, I've said that if this thing comes together that the most similar big three is the 2008, I know this is going to drive Heat fans crazy, the 2008 Boston Celtics. Uh, the negative is it's the Boston Celtics. The positive is that team won like, I think like 22 of its first 25 games and ended up winning a championship. The reason I've made this comp uh, is that you had three guys in Garnett, Allen, and Pierce who had all gotten to a conference finals but hadn't won a championship. Now in the Heat's case, you'd have one guy who made it to a conference finals, Dame, and two others, Bam and Jimmy, who've made it to the finals. But again, not won a championship. You also, though, have one big, Bam and Garnett, an elite three, whatever we think of Paul Pierce now, in Pierce and and uh, and Butler, and an elite guard uh, in Ray Allen, who still was semi-elite at that point. He wasn't elite no all-time guard who's an all-time shooter. Correct. And Dame Lillard on the other side. Okay, age-wise... The Heat overall would be a little older, but I think Bam Bam is the youngest of the six. So I, on average, it might kind of average out uh, with the Heat slightly older there. But KG was an advanced age at that point, uh, as was Pearson, as was Allen to that point. Um, but they got out of the blocks quick because the pieces fit. So I will ask you guys, you have 30 seconds each. Which big three is better? Eternal. I would say Miami, and I, I want everyone to know I'm not being biased. I am saying because uh, I think Jimmy and Bam make it higher. They raise the floor higher, and I think Dame is just a really extent, uh, you know, explosive player in the playoffs. Alex, I'll get my answer after. I think I'm going to say the Heat too, man. And and I know it's like what everybody would expect of us, but I, I see where you're going with the parallels. I do. The, the thing is, though, like what, what you mentioned, Bam is so much younger than the rest of these guys that mm-hmm. I think it's just a different dynamic, whereas, like, it's not this two-year project, even though to a degree it sort of is, right? Because, like, you need to win in the short term if you're getting Dame for him and Jimmy uh, more than anything. But, again, like, Bam is, is such a connective piece, such a great player already. And also, like, if we're being real, more accomplished in the playoffs than Garnett and Pierce were. Uh, when they made the big three. I'm not saying, you know, like Bam is higher up on the list, nothing like that. Those guys had incredible careers. I'm, I'm not even going to try to do the whole, like, talk down the Celtics thing because it's, it's the obvious thing to do here. I'm just saying, like, Jimmy and Bam have already had so much more success than I think any of those guys did when they got to that point, right? Whereas, like, Dame is the final piece that's going to supposedly get them over the top, ideally. But at, at that point in time, Garnett, Pierce, and Allen – hadn't really done a thing in the playoffs. Like Garnett had the one conference finals trip. Right. And outside of that, 
Pierce hadn't done anything. Ray Allen hadn't done anything. They were on, you know, mediocre. Oh, to Ray, bad. Ray, Ray did get to a conference finals with Milwaukee. Uh, I believe, oh, right? okay, yeah. They, they, right. they lost. I think that was the year they lost to Philly. They lost exactly, to Iverson, right? actually, right. Um, I think they got through Vince, and then they lost there. You know, he had some success uh, in, in Seattle uh, prior. But, yeah, he was looking for a team to – I mean, he wanted to come uh, to Boston. Uh, you know, it was KG who had to kind of be convinced – uh, to come to Boston here, here's how I'm going to do it. Okay. And this is a little, I guess more challenging KG at that stage of his career or bam. KG. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. He Jimmy, had, he had that, Jimmy at this stage of his career or Pierce. Not even Jimmy. close. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. So the tiebreaker is Dame at this stage of his career or Ray. It's Dame. It's easy. It's Dame. Yeah. Now here's here's the one thing to mention here though is that uh they did have Rondo and Kendra Perkins on hand who were kind of perfect fits to round out that group so the the the, the supporting cast does matter. Tony Allen was there I believe at that time also Posey right? and Posey so they they put together a nice little team around them uh that's Josh Richardson the, that's the heat's challenge now oh. Josh Richardson on this side and again we'll see Kevin Love advanced age Kevin Love we'll see who else? Some of the young guys. So the, so the, the bench guys do matter some, but here's the biggest thing. The Heat have Eric Spolstra. The Boston Celtics had Doc Rivers and still this? overcame that. And, st- and over, I mean, you know, it is what it is. They, they didn't blow um, a three, one lead, I guess. You, you were doing the player comparisons. What about Jimmy versus Garnett? But then you got to flip the others, though. See, I was going by position. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But right, I do so think that, at that point, like Garnett was probably considered the best player out of the three, right? Right. I think he was considered the heartbeat of the whole thing. I mean, Pierce won the MVP in the finals, but KG was the best all-around player of the three, yes. And, and as far as also like um, going into that big three, I think, you know, Garnett probably ranks a lot higher on the all-time list. So that's why I was thinking between them two. But well, I, 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 I think the big advantage, the, the big advantage is KG, even though it wasn't Minnesota KG, it is still is KG over Bam. I, and again, no disrespect to Bam, uh, but it's just, you know, KG was KG. I mean, you're talking, I mean, you're talking about a historically great player. Now Bam can become that, but is, does that make up enough for the advantage that Jimmy has over Pierce or Dame has over Ray, that Ray? Um, I, I, I would say no, I would say no. I, and so I guess what I'm saying is and both fit together very well. The, that's the, the that's the key point. That's the key point. That team took off. The big three heat started nine and eight because the pieces didn't necessarily fit because LeBron and Dwayne were used to playing the same places on the floor. Bam and Jimmy have already had to work that stuff out. Dame frees them up. And that's why I think that to me, that's the big three comparison. I know that, that you'll be, if, if Dame comes, there'll be a lot of comparing it to Bosch Wade and LeBron. Now, I'm comparing it to Garnett, Pierce, and Allen. If you can replicate their results, that's what you're looking for here. And remember, the 2008 championship is the greatest championship ever won. Just ask the Boston Celtics and their fans. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Eternal. Thanks to Better Edge. Thanks, thanks to Biscayne Bay Brewing. Uh, go out there Sunday for the Dolphin game and also use that code 5 at Price Picks. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the 5 Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done.